Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Faith. It's often spoken about, but little understood. And I certainly don't claim to have all the answers, but what type of faith is it that we have? Do we have a childish faith or do we have a childlike faith? Coming up in this session, we're going to listen to a simple but powerful teaching on childlike faith. I pray that you will be blessed as you listen. understand what he's doing. We just going to trust him that he's going to work it out. Amen? Amen? Amen. Pastor Mike, it's all yours, brother. God Amen. bless you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm just going to go right into the word. And Amen. I'm going to dispense with all the hello, how you doing? And the, everybody <laughs> knows right, who man. I am. That's right. I know where everybody is. That's right. So That's we're right. just going to go right into the word. Praise God. I'm just going to go right into the word. I'm going to, I'm going to start here in Matthew chapter 18. I definitely will not be staying here. I'm not going to stay in Matthew 18. But I'm going to start in Matthew 18. And we're really going to jump around quite a bit. Amen. Uh, so it would be good for you if you, if you need to. You can... Take notes if you so desire of your benefit. Um, so, Lord, we ask you right now to take control, Lord. I pray yes. that you might have your way with your word, Lord Jesus. Anoint your word as it is spoken, as it goes forth. Yes, Lord. Lord, anoint the lips that speak your word right now. Anoint yes. the hearing of those who will be hearing your word right now, Lord yes, Jesus. Lord. Lord, I pray you might convict. Lord, I pray you might encourage. Lord, I pray you mm. might lift up. Lord, just have your way. Lord, do as you please. Lord, this is oh. your word. Lord, yes. I am just a vessel. Thank Lord, you. I pray that you, you might be lifted up. Lord, have yes. your way. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Matthew chapter 18. Yes. Be reading the first, first four verses. First four verses. Amen. It says, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, uh-huh. saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Uh-huh. And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. Yes. And said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted uh-huh. and become as little children, yes. ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Whoso therefore shall humble himself yes. as this little child, the same is the greatest yes. in the kingdom of heaven. There's a lot to be spoken here. There's a lot to be said uh-huh. about several things. There's a lot to be said about humility. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot to be said concerning the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But I want to focus first of all on children. Amen. He says children. Yes. He says except you be converted. Unless you be changed. Mm. Unless you change your way of thinking. Yes. Change your way of doing things. Uh-huh. Unless you turn around and yes. change. He yes. says you have to become like little children. Uh-huh. See there's something about little children. Mm. You see children 
Children are teachable. Children are able to be taught. Because children hang on your every word. Children listen to what you have to say. And, and a teachable spirit is a humble spirit. When you understand that you don't know it all, that you don't have it all. A teachable spirit. They have a, they have a willingness to learn. And they're able to be taught. These are things, these are qualities that we need to have ourselves. The second thing about children is children are receptive, okay? Receptivity is the ability to receive something. It's the willingness to accept new ideas or thoughts or concepts. So children are teachable, they are receptive, and number three, they are trusting. All they are trusting. This is why many times we have to tell children, don't talk to strangers. Don't take anything from anybody because children have a tendency to be trusting. Now, it's not a bad thing to be trusting because as they grow up, the world will teach them not to trust anybody. That's right. That's right. Amen. We need to foster that trust in them. They need to learn how to trust those who love them. Amen. Amen. So trust is a very important quality of children. Trust is the ability to believe with an honest sincerity. Mm-hmm. And there's something else about children. Children want, they desire to grow. I see these children here right now. And they, they go home and they, I'm quite sure, they try on mommy's dress or put on daddy's shoes or do things like that because... They are. They want to grow up. They they want to be thought of as grown. Uh, my granddaughter just yesterday was walking around the house with her mother with her grandmother's slippers. I asked her why you have one grandma's slippers because grandma said I could walk in them. So she's walking. She's walking around in slippers because she wants to be thought of as being old, adult, grown. So children children have that desire to grow, and 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 that's and that's a good thing. So those are. Those are definite redeemable qualities uh-huh. that children Amen. have. They're teachable, Teach. they're receptive, yes. and they're trusting. Amen. But there is a potential problem. Okay. A Go potential on. problem. All these qualities I spoke about are essential for life in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And we can learn a lot from these qualities that children have. Right, right, right. But if as Christians, if we do not grow, or we don't have a desire to grow, uh-huh. that means that something is wrong That's someplace. Right. That's right. That's Let right. me bring you to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 5. Uh-huh. Hebrews 5 and verse number 12. Very important concept here in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. And it says... For when for the for when for the time ye might that you ought to be teachers, uh-huh. ye have need that one teach you again, yes. which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Yes. That talks about sometimes a Christian will get stunted in their growth. Uh-huh. They will freeze right where they are. And the reason is that they are not growing. And the only reason that any Christian does not grow, it's only one reason. Mm-hmm. 
And that is where the problem is. It lies in my, what I call my power principle number one. And it is that disobedience impedes spiritual growth and promotes faithlessness. Disobedience. Because uh, Proverbs chapter 22. Let me turn you right quick to Proverbs chapter 22. Uh Proverbs 22 and verse number 15. Uh It says, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, Uh but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. I know many people don't believe in, in, you know, putting a little... Tap tap on a child. I know, I know it's not the right thing. You give them a little time out, you talk to them, you put them in the corner, you'll be quiet. You know, they want to allow the child to express themselves. I understand all that concept, but the word of God says, Come on, if you spare the rod, Come you on. will spoil the child. That's right. Okay, that child will not die if you put your hand on that child. Come on, come and on. so if the it, it's because that foolishness is bound up in the heart yes, of a child. Yes, and that yes. word foolishness, the base word, that word foolishness, has to do with disobedience. It has to do with folly. It has to do with doing things that are not right. Uh-huh. So because foolishness is bound up in the heart mm. of a child, this is also another quality that children have that also that we can also have as Christians. We can get bogged down in our own simple Uh behavior. And as long as we stay disobedient, as long as we do not listen to the Spirit of God, as long as we do not allow the Spirit of God to work in us, mm. we will not grow. Yes, We right. will not grow. It that's is an right. impossibility. Come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat that principle again. Yes. Disobedience will impede the spiritual growth mm. and promote faithlessness. Your faith will not grow if you are not obeying the Lord. Your faith cannot grow if you are not listening to the voice of God. Mm. And I'm going to tell you about a, a, a what I call a a phenomenal observation. Come on. A phenomenal observation. Let me turn to the book of Mark. Mark chapter number six. And every time I read this, I am fascinated by it. Mark chapter six, the first six verses. Let me read the whole thing because I, I want you to get the whole picture. And, and he went out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples followed him. This is Jesus. He's going home. You know when you go home, it's a good thing. Uh-huh. You think it's a good thing when you go home. You're in your own hometown. The people know you. The people love you. Yes. They know all about you. They, they, it, you're home. It's a good thing to be home. Yeah. Verse number two. Jesus home and, and when the Sabbath day came, he began to teach in the synagogue. Mm-hmm. And many hearing him were astonished, mm-hmm. saying, From whence has had this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? And even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So, so they're looking at what Jesus is doing. They're saying, Wow, where did he get the ability to do these things from? Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? Because in verse number three, he said, Is not this the carpenter? That's right. The son of Mary, mm. the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon, are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. No, 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 no. They were not rejoicing with him. They were looking at what he was doing and saying, this is not possible. Right, 
Right. This is not possible. Uh -huh. This is Jesus. We know Jesus. We grew up with Jesus. I know his father. I know his mother. I know his whole family. Right. This can't be that Jesus. How's he doing these things? But Jesus said unto them, in verse number four, a prophet is yes. not without honor, but in his own country uh -huh. and among his own kin and in his own house. What you will find out as you grow as a Christian is that the most... The main people who you will have a problem convincing them who you are now in Christ is your own family. Mm, your right. own family your is own not going to be so easy to take it all in. <laughs> your own family is not going to look at you that's and right. say, oh, thank God your family. No, your, your family, because your family knows you. That's right. Your family has seen you at your worst. Uh -huh. Your family has seen you when you were down. Uh -huh. Your family has heard some of the bad things you've said and they've right. watched some of the bad things That's you've right. done. That's right. And now you presented them a new life, a new Come life on. in Christ, Come and on. they are not hearing you they right hear away. You. It's going right. to take a little while. It's going to take a little while. And this is what's going on here. He says, he says, a prophet is not without honor except in his own house. His own house. And verse number five. Now this amazes me. Verse number five. It says, and he could there. This is Jesus. This is the Son of God. This is this, this, this is the Savior, the Messiah. And he could there in his own hometown Come on. do no mighty work. This is Jesus who can do anything. But Jesus in his own hometown could do no mighty work except that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Now what was the problem? This is Jesus. Jesus can do anything. He can That's heal. Right. He can save. That's he can right. deliver. He can set free. That's he right. breaks chains. He breaks shackles. Jesus does it all. What's going on here? It on, says that on. Jesus could do no mighty work. What was tying up Jesus' hands that he could not do the work that he wanted to do? Come on. Verse number six. Jesus marveled. And that word in our language, we would that word marveled means wow. Jesus was like, wow. I can't. He marveled because of their Unbelief. My God. The creator of the world could do no mighty work because the people did not believe. Come on. Unbelief. 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 That will do it every time. Every Unbelief. Time. And he went around the villages teaching. But unbelief tied the hands of Jesus. That, that, that sounds impossible. Once again, Jesus can do anything, right? 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 Yes. But unbelief is something about unbelief that sets you apart from God's blessings. That's right. You don't believe. You don't believe. It shall not be done unto you. That's, right. That's a phenomenal That's good. observation. That's good. That leads to the power principle number two. Number two. Number two. Familiarity with Jesus does not necessarily promote faith in Jesus. Just because you know about Jesus. Come on. Just because you know everything about Jesus and heard everything about Jesus and you've been, and you've been going to church all your life, just because all these things about Jesus you think you know, uh -huh. it does not mean that you have faith in Come him. On. Come on. Doesn't mean Come that. On the two do not go together. Come on. You see, because some people are familiar with Jesus. They're familiar. But they don't know. They don't know. And that's 
where the problem lies. Oh, I know Jesus. They, they all they all said, I know who he is. Uh -huh. I know his family. I know his mother. And his father. That's the carpenter's son. They knew all about him, but yet when it came down to brass tacks, they didn't believe he was who he said he was. And they mm -hmm. cut off their own blessing because they did not believe he could do what he said he could do. Mm -hmm. they, cut their own, they cut their own self off from his own blessing. Uh -huh. Years ago, I was talking to my wife last night. Years ago, way back, out here, at the old building, 3030 Neptune Avenue. 3030 Neptune Avenue. There was a minister that came there whose name I remember, but I will not let you know who it was. It was such a long time ago. If I say 3030 Neptune Avenue, you know it was a long time ago. But I remember the message. He was talking about faith. It was a mighty, it was a powerful message about faith. Uh -huh. Faith, what God can do, and you got to believe, you got to believe. It was all good, and people were blessed by it. But then you see him right after the service. He left real quick after the service, and he went down that little side aisle, if you remember. He went down that side aisle and ran out, and I'm looking, and, and, and I asked my brother-in-law, where, what, what, what's going on? Where, where, where's he going? Where's he going? What's up? Where, where's he going? And he said, my brother-in-law told me, he's going outside to check on his car to make sure it's all right. So you got out there and you was spreading the word about the faith that we need to have. That we need to have. That we need to have. That God is able to believe, believe God, believe God. Your car is parked outside in the corner. As soon as the church over, you got to... <laughs> Trust God, my man. Trust God. Trust God's all right. Trust God. Trust God. So, so when we say that we're familiar with Jesus, sometimes that does—that's not enough. Being familiar with Jesus is not enough. Yes, yes, yes. Let me bring. Let me bring you to to our present place. Okay. Let me bring you to Mark chapter nine. Stay right in the book of Mark. Mark. Chapter number nine. We'll bring it to verse number twenty-four. Nine twenty-four. Let me let me just start at twenty-three to give you a framework, give me a reference. Verse twenty-three, Mark nine twenty-three. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. He had a son that was that was in terrible condition. And he comes to Jesus to heal him. And Jesus tells him these words. If you can believe, then all things are possible. All things. All things. Jesus, and the man rather, the man, in verse 24, straightway, the father cried out. Straightway is a word that means immediately, right away. The man didn't hesitate. When he heard Jesus' words, he immediately spoke out. Yes. And he said, with tears. And once again, this is, I believe, this is our present place. This is where most of us are in our walk with Christ. Most of us. I didn't say all of us, but many of us are here in this place that this young man, that this father says. He says, Lord, yes, yes. I believe. You're right. I know. I believe you. But he says, help thou my unbelief. Yes, yes. That was an honest assessment of how he felt. Yes. Lord, I believe you. I believe you. I, 
I know who you are, I believe you, but when I look at this yes, thing, yes, when I see it, when yes, I see my son like yes, this, when I see how he is, when I see how he's been all my life, something in me just says, <clears throat> it's just, it's not happening. So, Lord, I know, but something in me says, no. Mm. I believe, yes, but yes. help thou my unbelief. unbelief. Yes, that's, amen. that's where we are. Mm. That's where we are. Mm. Mm. Let me tell you also another thing that we do very well. One thing that we do well is forget. We easily forget. We forget many times and we don't want to admit it, but we forget who God is. We forget how mighty he is. We forget what God has done. And we forget what God can do. And this, I believe this is what I would call childish faith. Forgetting. Forgetting. Forgetting so easily and so quickly the goodness of God. Forgetting so easily the God that we have, that he is awesome, that he is, that he is powerful. And we go back into not trusting him to do what we've already seen him do yes, because yes. we forget yes. mm. we are people that forget mm. that's our present place yes, it is. That, yes, that's it is. where we are and I know we talk about I believe Lord I believe I know what you can do I know and and, and, that's right. and it's true that's right. that's right I believe God yes I trust God. Uh-huh. I know what God can do. I've seen God do some things. Come on, come on. That's right. I can write a book. I, I, I can write several books. I've seen God do some things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yet, and still, each time yes. a new circumstance comes, a new, a new situation That's comes, right. another need comes, come on. my That's mind, right. my mind yes. says, Mm. How's this going to work out? Yes. How's this going to get fixed? Where's the money coming from? How's this going to get working? My mind, yeah, I know what God already did. Yes. But something inside still says, how? How? That's, we forget. Uh-huh. We forget so, so quickly My God. My how God. mighty God uh, is. Yes. So quickly. Let me bring you to a parable in the book of Luke. Come on, man. Come on. I want to teach you a little bit more about childlike faith. Come on. Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. Amen. And let me just give you a, and I haven't given it to you yet, but let me just give you a simple definition of what I believe childlike faith is. A simple, simple definition. Come on. Childlike faith is simple faith that dares to believe God. Childlike faith is simple faith that dares to believe God. Dares to believe God. Luke chapter 18 verse number 9. Starting in verse number 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. He said, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed 
thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. There's, there's something to be said about faith here. So you, the scene is that Jesus is speaking this parable concerning two men. Two men that are on opposite poles. One is a Pharisee. He's rich. He has, uh, he has money. He has material things. And then there's the publican. The publican were the hated ones of their day. They were the Jews. The publicans were the Jews who sided, who were on the side of Rome. They were employed by Rome. They collected tax, taxes from their own people to give back to Rome. That's what a publican was, and the people hated them. That's right. Is that sort of same mentality when we talk about taxes? Oh, I got to pay taxes. Oh, we got to give them taxes, taxes. Nobody liked paying taxes. And here it was the same kind of dynamic. They, the people hated the public. And so we see here that they both went up to the temple to pray. Mm-hmm, that's right. Now, the Pharisee is standing. Now, notice what it says. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. There's a lot to be said there. Remember, this is Jesus speaking. So Jesus knows the motive. Jesus knows the heart. Jesus knows what's going on here. The man is standing and praying with himself. I don't know if you know what that means. The fact that the man was standing and praying thus with himself, in this way with himself, means that his prayer was not going up. God was not receiving this man's prayer. It did not say he was praying to God. It said the man was praying this way to himself. Now the man thought he was praying to God because if you see the word, he's talking, he is talking to God. He's not talking to himself. He stood and he says, God, I thank thee. So he's talking to God. But God knows whether you're Prayer is going to him or not. He said he prayed thus with himself. Uh, with himself. With himself. Mm. So Jesus is saying that this man was thought he was praying to me, but because his attitude was all wrong, I'm not hearing this guy. That's right. So That's his right. prayer, he's praying it to himself ah. and not to me. Ah. So it says, yes. He prayed, I thank thee. I'm not like everybody else. They're no good. They're extortioners. They're crooks. They're unjust. They're adulterers. Even like this publican over here, this tax collector. I'm not even like this guy over here. And so what is he doing? He is talking about how good he is. He is not speaking from faith. He is no way speaking about faith. He is completely speaking about 
himself, what he is, what he believes that God has done for him. He is speaking in total pride, no humility at all. This is all, this prayer that he thinks he's praying to God is all about him. It's all about him. I fast twice a week. And by the way, it was not even required that they fast That's twice right. a week. That's right. That was not a requirement. They pr- they fasted on Mondays and Thursdays, but that was a law. That was a stipulation that they added to the law. That's right. That's they right. only were required to fast once a year. Once a year. Mm. Once a year. But he said, "Hey, hey, hey! I, I know what the law said, but look what I do. I do it twice a week." So once again, trying to lift himself up in front of God. How dare we try to come before God and tell God how good we are. No, 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 no. We are not good. There is none righteous, no, not one. So he says, look, I fast twice a week and I give tithes of all I possess. Once again, the Lord did not require you to give tithes on everything you possess. That's right. And now in verse 13, the publican. Mm-hmm. This poor man. Yes, yes. This man that knew he was hated, mm-hmm. knew that the people did not like him, probably thought maybe that God did not care. But the publican, standing at a distance, here's the proper attitude. Here's the proper attitude that we need to have. He could not lift up his as he's coming to God. Now, this is coming to God. When we come into his presence, now don't get me wrong. When we come into his presence as children of God, once we are into the kingdom, we don't need to have that, oh God, I don't want, I can't, I can't lift up my head. No, no, no. Where the Bible says that we are to come boldly into his throne. Here we see the man who is not yet in the kingdom yet, and he says that he could not so much as lift up his head. Head. And the Bible says that he's beating on his breast, mm-hmm. a sign of sorrow. He, he, he does not like the direction that his life has taken. And he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Be merciful to me, a sinner. So the publican has several things going on with him that we need ourselves. The publican. Number one. This is the kind of faith that the publican had. He had an abandoning faith. He abandoned himself on the mercies of God. He says, God, he knew that the only place that he could go was to God. See, childlike faith says that it's all about God and it's not all about me. It's not me. It's all him. So he had an abandoning faith that said, here I am, God. Here I am, yes. Second... The publican had a surrendering faith. Yes, yes. He surrendered. Not only did he abandon himself to God, he just surrendered. He surrendered. Be merciful to me. Yes, merciful. Lord, here I am. Here I am. And this is this is the proper way that we need to come before God. Yes, yes. Lord, here I am. Amen. Amen. Take Lord, it's not all good. I don't do the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. But Lord, here I am. Yes. Here I am. And he presents himself and he surrenders himself to God in that way. Number three, the publican had a daring faith. Amen. A daring faith. He comes before God. Yes. How dare he stand in God's house, in God's presence to do it? Come on. Because, yes. number four, uh-huh. he had 
a bold faith. Yes. A bold faith. Let me bring you to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And verse number 16. Hebrews 4 and verse number 16. Very familiar portion of scripture. It says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that's that's what childlike faith will do. Childlike faith faith will bring you to the throne because this man the Bible says in verse 14 this man went away from that place justified Justified. let me just tell you what that word justified means justified means that he went away righteous Uh he was saved, he was born again at that moment that he said God be merciful to me a sinner Jesus said that man went away justified Justified. and the word justified is It's a play on words, but God can now look at that publican just as if he'd never sinned. Come on. When you got saved, Mm. God justified you. Yes. yes. He didn't say what your all your sin was all right. No, 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 no. But because of the blood of Jesus, he can he erased your sin, and Jesus, because you're justified, now can look at your sin just as if. And you this is how you can say it to yourself. Jesus sees me now. God, rather, God sees me now just as if I'd never sinned. Come on. Justified. Thank you. He's Thank justified. You. So that man went away Hallelujah. clean before clean. his Lord. Yes. Finally, the publican went away from that place with a humble faith. He had a humble faith. Mm. Humble. Humble. Humble faith. Read what it says in 1 Peter. 1 Peter. Mm-hmm. Chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 6. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. So, this publican came to God in humility. He came in humility, but yet, he came with a boldness. He came with a boldness. It was, if you could put the two words together, he came with a humble boldness. And because he came in that way, God was able to, number one, justify him. Number two, lift him up. He lifted him up from where he was. Yes. He lifted him up out of yes. his sin. He took him out. Let me yes. go to the book of Psalms. He took him out of the miry clay and yes. set his feet on a rock to yes. stay. That's what he did. So, Childlike faith is a simple faith that dares to believe what God has said. Uh Dares to believe God. Abandoning, surrendering, daring, bold, and humble. That's what childlike faith is. Let me me give you some more prime examples from Scripture concerning childlike faith. Abraham. Abraham had Childlike faith. Childlike faith. He had this type of faith right here. Abandoning, surrendering, daring, bold, and humble. He had this type of faith. When you go to Genesis chapter number 22. Genesis chapter 22. And we know the story of... We know... Most of us are familiar with the story of... Of Abraham and... 
And when God instructed him to take his son, let me read from Genesis chapter 22 and verse number 2. Genesis 22, verse number 2. Uh -huh. And he said, take now thy son. Yes. And notice how God sort of cements this into us. Mm -hmm. Take now thy son, thine only son. Come on. Thine only son. That, that sort of like pushes it in. He's not just your son, Abraham. Uh -huh. I know that he's the only one you have. But I want you to take him. Yes, yes. Whom you love. You love. It, it, it's almost like God is digging it in. I take take your son, uh -huh. your only son, son, the son that you love so much. Take him, take him, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him up for a burnt offering I upon I one know. of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! yes. Wow, wow. God tells Abraham. Woo. Go get your boy. Go get your only boy. Go get that boy, your only boy that you love so much. And I want you to offer him up. Sacrifice him to me uh -huh. on the mountain. Now, come on now. Come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. I had a son. You spoke to your sons. Got a son? God speaks. That's right. That's right. Take your son. Take your son. That you love so much. Come on. Come on. Sacrifice. That's right. That's right. What you gonna do? Mm. We do not read anything about anything that Abraham did. Lord, what are you saying? Lord, why? We don't see a question at all. Verse number three. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and uh -huh. saddled his donkey, took two of his young men right. with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. God told him to do it. He was ready to go. I don't know what's going on in Abraham's mind. We can't pretend to know what was going on in Abraham's mind. God told him to go and sacrifice his son. Yes, yes, yes. And the next day, he gets up early in the morning, gets his equipment, and gets his son, and get and get and goes up to the mountain. Goes up to the mountain. That's right. That's right. Verse number four. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Saw the place afar off. <clears throat> and it says in verse number five. I love verse number five. Abraham said unto the young men, Abide ye here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go. Look what he says. Mm -hmm. I will go yonder, yonder. That's right. And worship. Come on. And come again to you. Uh -huh. In other words, he says, We'll be back. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll be back. So, if he believed that God told him to do this thing, if he believed that God told him to, to plunge the knife into his son, and he told him that we'll be back, we'll be back. That means only one thing. He thought that if he did that, that God was going to raise up his son. Raise up his son. Mm -hmm. We both will be back. We both be back. Look at that. What kind of faith is that? Mm -hmm. What kind of faith? That yes. is. That, you might say he had. 
anoint. He yeah, child like faith. He believed God he and believed took him at God. his word. Took him at his he word. just simply took God at yes. his word. Yes. yes. At his word. Oh, verse God. number verse number eight. Mm. Isaac is there. He's the son. Isaac is 14, 15 years old. And Isaac is there. He knows all about the sacrificial system. He knows how this is done. And in verse 8, Abraham said, verse number 7 rather, Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, My father, he said, uh, here am I. And Abraham says, here am I. And he said, behold, I see you have the fire, dad. Uh-huh. And, and, and I see you have the wood, dad, but... <laughs> Where, where, is, that's right. where, where's, where's, where's the offering? Where's the offering, Lord? Where, 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 where is, where is the lamb for a burnt offering? That's right, that's right. And Abraham said, "My son, my son, God will provide. God will provide a lamb for a burnt offering." And they both went up together. This Abraham had faith. The Bible talks about mustard seed faith. Mm, that's right. The Bible says if you have faith of a grain of mustard seed, wow. mustard seed is about this big. That's right. That's Small right. and a piece. If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be removed yeah. into yes. the depth of the sea. Come on, that's right. Be removed into the depth of the sea. Come on, that's right. I'm lining up mustard seed faith with child. They're all in it together because it doesn't take that much to get something done. That's right. That's right. This man believed what God said, took God at his word. And in verse number 13, we see the culmination. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a ram was caught in the thicket. Now you look in verse number 11. And when Abraham took the knife in verse 10 to slay his son, so here's the picture. He has the knife, and he's ready to, he's ready to come down with it. He's coming down. His son is laying on the wood. The fire is burning. And Isaac is just there. And Abraham, and the Bible says, Abraham. That's right. Yes. Abraham. Yes. He says, here am I. Here am I. Come on. Just don't touch the boy. Don't touch the boy. Don't lay a hand on him. Come Neither on. do anything unto him. For now I know yes. that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast Come not on. withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Mm. You know, sometimes the reason yes. why we go through some things that we do, God wants to see if we have faith. That's right. You're gonna believe? Or you're going to get all bent out of shape. You're going to get all afraid. And you're going to get all tore up inside. How are you going to... God allows certain things to come in our life to test, yes, to test. our faith. To test our this faith. was a test. This was simply a test. Yes, yes. And God allows those things in our life sometimes to bring us to a point where we say, God, I got to believe you. No I matter what. That's right. I, I don't see you no other way... I, Lord, you said in your word, this is what you said, and this is what I am going to believe. So Abraham had that childlike Amen. faith. Amen. Let me bring you to another example in, in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 9. 
Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse number 2. Matthew 9 and verse number 22. And this is simple, but it's profound. Matthew 9, 2 says, And behold, they brought him, brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on the bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their heart, and knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil? In your hearts. Uh You see, sometimes we come to Jesus for one thing, and Jesus does something completely different. Mm -hmm. This man came to Jesus paralyzed. He couldn't move. He could not move his body. The first thing Jesus says is, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And that's because... That's because of principle number three. Power principle number three. That God always operates in the realm of the exceedingly and abundantly. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? The Bible says that God will do exceedingly and abundantly above, above all that we can ask. Or imagine, God does more than what we want because God knows more than what we can see. Uh God wants to do so much more for us than what we can even think of in our minds. And sometimes God has to go beyond our own sight and do for us what we cannot see needs to be done. This man came with a sickness, but God said, it's your heart. It's your heart that I want. Mm -hmm. I see your paralysis. I see your body that it can't move. But if you die the way you are right now in that condition and you don't know the forgiveness of your sins, you will die and go to hell. Mm -hmm. But if I save you and you never walk again, you will be with me in paradise and you will be walking around in heaven for eternity. And so, yes, God heals, but sometimes, sometimes, Come on, sometimes God doesn't, but God is still able. The way we pray, Lord, heal. Lord, you can deliver. We know that God can do it. We believe and we, we, we believe that God can do any single thing. But for reasons unknown to us, sometimes God sees fit to leave it the way it is. We read about Paul. We read about Paul. That he had a, that he had some type of infirmity, whatever it was. But the Bible says that Paul, God took this man to the to the third heaven. Paul was taken up into heaven and saw things that a man should not see. That's right. And 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 so, in order to keep Paul his feet on the ground, in order to keep his head from blowing up, in order to keep him humble, the Bible says that God gave him a thorn in the flesh. Yes, that's right. A messenger of Satan to buffet him. And there are arguments whether this messenger of Satan was some sort of uh, of impediment with his eyes or whatever. It was something wrong with his body. 
Or literally, some people think that it was literally a messenger of Satan, that it was a demon that constantly oppressed him. Come on. Constantly was there. Yes. Trying to get him, trying to get him. But whatever it was, this thing kept Paul on his knees. Yes. It kept Paul on his knees. Lord, yes. I trust you. Lord, I need you. I Lord, yes. Lord, Lord. Come and on. He, right. The Bible says that he prayed three times, God, take this thing away. Mm. Take this thing away. And Jesus had to come to him and say, my grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is all you need. Even if you have some pain, even if you have some dis discomfort, my grace is all you need. My grace is all you need. In, in Matthew chapter 8, uh, in Matthew chapter 8, in verse uh, number 8, Matthew 8, verse number 8, the centurion, Jesus, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should have come un under my roof. But here's what he said. He said, but speak the word come on. only come on, and my servant right. shall be healed. Lord, you don't, have to, you don't have to take, you don't have to make, a, make a, 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 a route into my house. You don't have to come to where I am. Lord, just, right. say just, say just say the word. Just say the word. That's childlike faith. That's right. That's, that's childlike faith. Just, just believe in God. That all he needs to say is say the word. If you say it, I believe. I that believe. settles it. That's good enough for me. Amen. And he said, just Lord, Lord, just speak the word. Right. Speak the word. Speak it. And it's wow. all good. It's all Amen. good. Childlike faith. Yes. Simple yes. faith that dares to believe God. That dares to Come take on. God at his word. Mm. Dares to take God at his word. Oh my last prime example. My daughter Karis. I used to walk her to school. Every day. Every day. One of the things that Karis wanted. She wanted a house. She wanted a home. Now. I would. Take her to school every day. And she would pass by people that own houses. And she said, Daddy, I own mm -hmm. a house. Yes. And I'm going, okay, okay, yeah, okay. And my mind says, nobody go get us no house. <laughs> Credit's not good. Money's not working. Mm -hmm. This is not happening. I had no faith. I had no faith. Yeah. I, let me just say it, let me just say it, bluntly and plainly, I did not believe. I had no faith to believe that God would give me a house. Give me a house. And Edie tells a story that she's walking down the street. Walking down the street, a woman is sitting on the steps of 30 East 10th Street and asked her, do you want to buy a house? Is that how it happened? Do you want the house? Do you want the house? And that put everything in motion. She came home and told me, and I'm the guy with no faith. I said, okay, yeah, right. Okay, okay. Have you seen the bills? Have wow. you seen? Yeah. And it worked out. We got the house. Wow. We got the house. Wow. We were there for some 18, 19 years, 18 years or so. Wow. But we got the house. What my daughter, what my little daughter believed. Come on. Her big old Come daddy, on. Come on. teaching the word of God, preaching the word of God, did not have the faith wow. to believe it. 
I didn't have any childlike faith. I didn't have mustard seed faith. She had it. She had it. And she, she was trying to instill it in me. I didn't understand that. I'm just thinking this just a little child. She don't understand what goes into buying a house. She don't understand everything. She doesn't know the money. And she just said, I want a house. Yes. I want a house. Yes. That's, all, that's, that's all she knew. That, and and she, she, she took what she believed and she, and she, she gave it to God. I believe she gave it to God. Yes. yes. And because of her faith. Come on. Oh, my wife faith. Come on. It wasn't because of my faith that I lived in that house. It was because of their faith. But God was good. Faith to believe God for what seems impossible. What seems impossible. Once again, I repeat that power principle number three. That God always operates in that realm of the exceedingly and abundant. Let me read you Third uh, John. Third John 2. Third John 2. Third, third John 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Yes, yes. Now, we said that God operates in the realm of the exceeding and abundantly. Now, obviously, when we talk about abundance, our mind immediately goes to financial and material. Uh-huh. And there's no doubt in my mind that God blesses both financially That's right. and, That's right. and materially. God blesses. I just got finished talking about a house. God blesses with a house. That's material. That's okay? right. so, so God blesses. God, God blesses in that way. But notice what it says here. I wish above all things that you may prosper, number and be in health, uh-huh. even as your soul. That's so yes, yes. More importantly than your financial gain and your material wealth, more important than your physical health. Uh-huh. That's that's deep, but more important than your physical health that's right. is the health of your soul. Come on, that's right, that's right. Of your soul. God desires that your soul, that your soul prosper. God. Above all things, he wants your soul. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall see the kingdom of God. What does that mean? When you know that you are in need, poor in spirit, poor in spirit. When you know that your spirit is wanting, when you know that your spirit is devoid of the spirit and the power of God, you are blessed because now you will come to him. Because I don't have, I don't have anything in my soul. And I come to you, Jesus, to fill me up. Yes, yes. So yes, yes. God wants to do more. God wants to do more for us than we know. So how much, the question I put to you is, how much do I dare to believe God for? Wow. How much faith yes. do I have? Yes. Do I have childlike faith on, that trusts God and believe God mm-hmm. to do anything? That whatever he says, that's what he means and that's it? Or do I have childish faith childish. that I forget, that I don't remember what God can do? That when the situation comes again that I step back and wonder, oh Lord, how is this? Oh Lord, 
Do I have childlike faith or childish faith? My God, Jesus. Well, how do we get this childlike faith? Childlike faith. Let me bring you to Romans as I begin to close. Romans chapter 12. Uh Romans chapter 12. And verse number 3. Romans 12.3. It says, For I say, Uh through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, uh-huh. but to think soberly, yes. according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. That's right. That's right. Amen. Everybody has mm-hmm. some faith. That's right. You're here today, and you got faith. Got faith. You got faith. You might not know you have faith, but you have faith. Mm-hmm. You have faith. I have faith. When I didn't believe that God would give me a house, I had faith. I, I, I had faith. Yes. But it wasn't working. I wasn't investing in it. I got some faith. God has given to every man a measure yes. of yes. faith. So, what are you doing with the measure of faith that God has given to you? Mm. Are you cultivating it? Are you growing it? Are you sleeping on it? Are you investing it? Power principle number four. My last principle. Invest your faith. Put it in something great. Believe God for what seems impossible to you. Invest your faith. If it looks impossible, believe God that he can change it around. Uh Trust God to do what your mind says that cannot be done. Invest it. Invest that faith. We know the parable. We know the parable in, let me turn you to the final parable, uh, Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Uh Starting in verse number 20. Matthew 25, starting in verse number 20. I'm not going to read the whole parable, but I just want to get you, just want to get give you several ideas from it. Matthew 25, 20. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gathered, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. Verse 23. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent, one talent. came and said, Lord, one talent. 
I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathered where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast it, that is thine. Now, it sounds like he did a good thing, man. Like he good thing. He's protecting his Lord's little talent. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. That's right. Thou knewest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges and then at my coming right. I should have received it mine own usury. Once again, here's, what, here, here's the principle here. This man that had the one did not invest it. It goes the same way with our faith. If you don't invest your faith, your faith will not grow. That's right. If you do not invest it, if That's you do right. not put it to use, if you do not believe God for the impossible, then your faith will not grow. That's right. That's right. You That's cultivate right. your faith by believing what God has spoken. Your faith grows when you believe and God does and you said, yes, God can. And the next time something happens, you says, yes, uh-huh. I know my God can do it. Yeah. I yeah. know my God can yeah. do it. Yes. Invest that Amen. faith. That's right. When I invest my faith, it will increase and it will cause me to believe God That's right. more and more. Amen. Amen. Let me close with some points of praise. Points of praise about childlike faith. Childlike faith, number one, brings you into the kingdom. That's right. We said that earlier. We opened up with Matthew 18, 1 to 4. Right. It brings you into the kingdom. Childlike faith will bring you into the kingdom. If you're not saved, you're not born again, if you don't know the Lord, you must have faith like a child to enter into the kingdom. In other words, you have to believe simply what God said. You can go back to the discussion that Jesus had with Nicodemus. Uh-huh. Okay, unless you let me go real quick to uh, John chapter 3. We, we, we know what John chapter 3 says. But understanding, John chapter number 3. Verse number 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless you are born of water and of the Spirit. So it cannot happen. So once again, simple childlike faith. I have to believe that. Nicodemus didn't understand the act as a man have to go back into his mother's belly and get born again. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. He explained it all to him. But it all happens by faith and through yes, faith. Yes, yes, yes. Number two, points for praise. These are things that we ought to praise God for. That's why I call come it on, points of praise. That's right. Number two, childlike faith escorts you into the throne room of God. Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy and help in time of need. That's right. That's right. By faith, you go into the throne. When you have a need, when there's something pressing, mm-hmm. when you have to pray, you go to God because you believe that He can. You go to God because you know that He can work. So you go to the throne room based on the faith that you have in Him. 
And it all it takes is a simple child. Like that's right. That's right. That's right. Faith. Praise God. It don't take a whole lot. Don't take faith. Faith. It escorts you into the throne room of God. Number three, childlike faith will, not can, childlike faith will, will move mountains. Amen. Childlike faith. See that mustard seed faith there? Uh-huh. That, 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 that's the same thing right there. It doesn't take that much. It, 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 it will move Mountains. Right. It will move mountains. Matthew chapter. I'm in Matthew. Let me go to Matthew 17 and verse number 20. Matthew 17, 20. It says, and Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing, read that, nothing, 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 yes. nothing. I have something I say with the kids in Sunday school, I say, <laughs> nothing, nothing shall be impossible yeah. to you, not a thing, nada, nothing will be impossible to you if you have that much faith. Next, childlike faith. Taps you into the blessings of God. What is it that you need? What is it that you need to believe God for? Do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe that God has the power to do it? Do you believe that God has the resources to do it? Do you believe that the Holy Ghost roams to and fro up and down the street corners and the staircases and the elevators and the buildings? Do you believe that the Holy Ghost can do what he says he can do? Yes. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost has come to convict the world of sin. Yes. Do you believe that God can heal and deliver folk yes. that are out here that don't know him at all? Yes. Do you believe yes. that? Do you believe he can do it. Do he can do it. Yes. Do we believe that he can do it? There's where the, that's where it gets a little dicey. Do we believe that he can do it? God can do it. God can do it. Childlike faith will allow you to walk on the water. Childlike faith lets you walk on the water. Walk on the water. Childlike faith will let you walk on the water. Let me let me let me stay right here in Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Verse number 29. Uh-huh. Told you gonna be a lot of scripture. Come on, that's right. Matthew 14, 29. Let me start at verse 28. And Peter answered him. Jesus is walking on the water toward the boat. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Jesus, if it's you, come on. let me come to you. Come on. And Jesus said, Hey. Come on. <laughs> I remember. It's dark outside. It's storming outside. Uh-huh. They in a boat. I went to Camp Champion years ago. And I got in a canoe. Come on. With my brother-in-law. And we started singing that song. That old song, Rock the Boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. <laughs> we started singing that song. While we were rowing, I said, Joe, wouldn't it be funny if while we sing this song, the boat starts tipping over? I had on a light vest, he had on a light vest. We both, we, we packed, we, we, we're set. 
and we rowing and, and, and we talking and laughing and the boat started to because there's a certain way you gotta row. You gotta row in That's unison. Right. You gotta row together. Right. And so he started rowing one way, and I started rowing another way because we weren't paying attention, and the boat started <laughs> and boom. And the boat tipped over. <laughs> the boat, it rocked. We sang it, it rocked, and that boat tipped over. I'm telling you, <laughs> I didn't care about no life jacket. <laughs> Joe could swim. <laughs> I still can't swim to this day. <laughs> and I had that life vest on, and I was bouncing in the water, and I was saying, Help! <laughs> Help! I wasn't, I wasn't sinking, but it was too much water coming in my mouth, and I thought I was, was going to drown. I thought I was gonna drown. I said, "Help!" I didn't. It was no. It was no ground under me. It was no ground. <laughs> help! 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 And then, and they come rolling by. I forget who it was, but David Bolden and somebody else came rolling by on the boat. And he said, "Grab, let go the boat and grab onto mine." I said, "I can't let go." Well, I got the bottom of the boat holding. I can't. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. I'm holding onto this thing for life. He said, let go. I said, I can't let go. If I pull on your boat, I'll pull you down. No, you won't. Yes, I'm not I'm not moving. Wow. Now, Joe could swim, but Joe started getting scared too. Joe started screaming for nothing. Joe <laughs> know how to swim. Joe know how to swim. He got in the boat, wow. but I was still holding on to the other boat. Wow. And finally, David rode over here, and I grabbed, and I climbed in, and I never been in a boat again. <laughs> I never been in no canoe. Nobody's no wow. canoe again. And not, mm -mm. Wow. <laughs> I told you I ain't had none. And I really didn't have none then. <laughs> Back then I didn't have I really didn't have none. I'm listening to you. Uh-huh. Well, like I I had a little bit. I, I had a little something. Yeah, she's about to speak. That's right. Wow. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Peter's out there and the storm is raging. The storm is the storm is, is, is raging and, and, and Jesus says, Come on out. That's right. That's right. So Peter, what what's going on? Peter gets out of the boat. Yes, yes. Steps on water. I had a Sunday school class ask me several years back. It was ice, right, Brother Mike? It was ice. I said, no, that wasn't no ice. That was water. Got out of the boat, and he walked on the water. And here is Peter walking on the water toward Jesus. Yes, yes. And the, the, the waves, and, and he's walking. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Peter, Peter looks around and says, I can't walk on water. I can't walk on. And he saw. He saw. As soon as he didn't believe he could do it, he went down and Jesus took him in. But as soon as he said, look around and said, what in the world am I? See, unbelief cuts you off from God's blessing. But when you have that childlike faith, you can walk on water in the midst of your storm. You can Amen. walk on you. You can yeah. walk on water, and you and, and and you'll be all right. You won't go down. You won't go down. Finally, childlike faith will keep you safe from the fire. It'll keep you safe from the fire Amen. when you believe. When you believe, those three Hebrew boys in Daniel chapter three, they believed God. 
They would not bow down to that, to that idol. They would not bow down. They said that our God is able to deliver us. That's, right. That's what they said. That's what they believed. Our God is able to deliver us. But, 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 but. They said, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we still are not going to bow down. Yes, their faith was complete in their God. A simple childlike faith that dared to believe yes. what God spoke. It comes down to, do I believe That's right. what God That's right. has said? That's right. Do I believe it? Mm. Do I believe it? We all have mountains, we all have circumstances, we all have situations, we all have, have things that look us in the face and yes. says, aha, uh -huh. gotcha now. <clears throat> we all have those things that, are, that look insurmountable, mm. that are screaming at us. Mm. You can't get a snap. You yes. can't get a snap. Yes. My mind goes to Job. Mm. Job, yes, My mind goes to Job in the very last chapter of Job. I believe it's chapter 42. After all that, after all that Job went through. Let me turn to that real quick, and then and then then we're gonna pray. Job uh, yes. chapter 42. Amen. Something about Job. Job chapter 42 and verse number five. All that Job went through in his life, all that he saw, uh -huh. all of the pain, losing his children, losing his health, everything that he went through is summed up in chapter 42 and verse 5. He says, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear. Mm -hmm. I've always heard what you said. I've always done what you said. I, but, but now my eye sees you. Now I see you. Now I see. See, he had been through some things now that caused him not. See, now he, he knew about God. Uh -huh. He heard about God. Right. He did what God said. But now through his circumstance, now he says, now I see you. Now I see. Come on. Now I see. Now I see. Now my, my, my faith has been sharpened now. I've been through some stuff, Lord. I, I've seen some bad things. I lost my family, but you gave me more. But I know now that you are in complete Control. I've heard you with the hearing of the ear, mm. but now my eye, I see you. Yes. I see you. Yes. I see you. Yes. Child. Glory like God. Faith. Thank you. Child. Hallelujah. Like faith. Where is your faith? Yes. Where right. is my yes. faith? Yes. Where is our faith? Do we believe? Mm. Are we God. going to believe? Will we believe? Help me, God. Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Like I said, that's an honest assessment of where many of us are. We know, we believe, we have heard it in the hearing of the ear. Yes, yes, yes. But Lord, I want more. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you. Yes. I want to believe in a way that I've never believed before. Simple child like faith. Amen. God can bless. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to pray real quick and then yes. I'm going to hand it back over to Amen. Anthony. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we thank, thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. And Lord, faith is something that we've all struggled with from time to time in our life, Lord Jesus. 
certain things just sometimes seem just too much for our minds to take a hold of, Lord Jesus. Yes. When we see circumstances, we see situations, when we see individuals, yes. our mind yes. says that there's no hope, there's no way out. But Lord, we trust you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we've heard you with the hearing of the ear, but Lord, yes. we want to see you, Lord we Jesus. Lord, we want to see you. We want to know what you can oh, do, Lord Jesus. It's more. It's yes. more than just talking about what you can do. Yes. It's more than just yes. hearing about what you have done, Lord. But we yes. want you to work on our behalf, Lord Jesus. And we want you to work because we believe what you can do, Lord yes. Jesus. Lord, we've already heard about the fact that because of unbelief, you could not do the mighty works that you yes. wanted to do, Lord Jesus. Lord, yes. we do not want this to be our line, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, we want yes, you to yes, do what yes, you need yes, to do. We yes, want you to do what you want to do in us and in our society, Lord Jesus, because we believe that you can do it. So, Lord, I pray that even now, as we lay uh, those before you that don't know you, Lord Jesus, in our families, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray that you will have your way, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray you might work in the minds and hearts of those who don't know you. Lord, I pray you might work in the hearts and minds of those who have or turn their back on you for yes. some reason, Lord yes. Jesus. Lord, yes. we know that the devil is a liar. Lord, we lie. know that the devil does yes. not have victory and he will not have victory. So, Lord, we bring up all those who need to know you before you, Lord Jesus. Father, have your way, Lord yes. Jesus. Once again, Lord, we want to see you, Lord Jesus, by a simple child like this. So, Lord, have your way. Bless us here together. Lord, I pray that these words... Lord, might get into the hearts and minds of each one that is gathered here, Lord Jesus. Uh, Have your way. May we carry them with us as we go on our separate ways. Lord, have your way. Bless in Mm. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.